0: There's joy in every journey.
1: Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Darvin Ham has taken LeBron out of the game, and Michael, he's heading back to the locker room. That can't be good. Maybe He's got we aggravated his, he had a sore foot he's dealing with. This is Durden and Sprague. And Dab, body traveled. Luis June on the baseline, no good. St. Pierre with a rebound. Outlet Perry, up the floor to Meadows. Lobbed to Christian oh, for the two handed flush. With Andy Dirt Johnson and Brendan Sprague. Watford hands to Sharp, glass into the lane. Uh, Points the ball aloft uh, as if he's going to pass. Because he and was. It banked it up in the You <laughs> can't That's good. Back
2: to Sharp, out top, two hand jam. Oh,
1: Youth will be served. <laughs> Dirt and Spray on 1080, The Fan. Takes
3: across
4: the land.
3: I see All right. 602 in the Rose City. Time for Dirt and Spray on Portland Sports Leader 1080, The Fan. That is happening. Happy Thursday, everybody. How we doing? How we feeling? We're doing great, man. The uh, We can hang out with our online friends again today. The text line is back up. <laughs> oh, the text line's working? Yeah, I heard. I tuned into uh, Danny and Dusty minus the Dusty yesterday. It was just the Danny, yeah. I was driving around. I had to drop the truck off and do some stuff, and I heard at like 12.06, hey, text, lo- uh, text line's back up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they
1: got the old. I saw the
3: thing, the old number. Oh, the old number's working. Showed up. I missed all my online friends yesterday, man. It wasn't yeah, the same without them. We're sorry. Now, hold on. You say the old number. You mean like the current number, yes, right? Yes, the current number. That yes, was, okay.
1: not the new number that we were said <laughs> to get ready
3: for that's not yet ready. Please pub this once an hour for three <laughs> hours on your show. Yeah. Oh, wait. No, never mind. Yeah, that we don't number not ready yet. 503-250-1080. Well, guys, I, uh, I got bad news. I hate to start bad the show news. off. Yeah, yeah
1: to be bummer, Brandon,
3: on not, a Thursday. No, it's not a bummer, Brandon. A thing. glorious,
1: clear, crisp late fall day.
3: Uh, God, this weather has been delightful, has it not? I'm um, all about the sunshine, cold Beautiful. and sun. Yeah. Oh, you put a beanie on. You're going for a walk. Yeah, but not too much on. of a breeze. No, yep. Yep. delightful. No, I mean that's that's all well and good. I just the Blazers I, are seven and three out of Blazers the Blazers can't eight lose. They're eight and three. Eight the and They're eight and three now. Eight, eight and three out of eight the first eleven. Yeah, they are. No, it's. Um, I lost my bid to the Van Gogh painting at the Allen Estate auction yesterday. Oh. I'm a little, I'm still a little bummed by it. Was Jody strapped for
1: cash all of a sudden? I,
3: well, you know, I I, I bid about a thousand dollars and it went for about five million. Um, oh. I just barely missed it. Ah, so close. Do you, you not know what I'm talking get, about? So no, I, go, I have no, no clue. What you're oh, neither one was. of you know about this. No. no. So part of the conditions of his death at his Allen Estate, yes, and his will, is that. This is kind of what I like about this thing and I know nobody at the Trailblazers is going to talk about this ever. He sold a painting for 117 million dollars. His art collection went for 1.5 billion dollars in total yesterday. <laughs> what? His art dealings, he's got legendary art, he's got like Van Gogh paintings. Like oh, he's got artists I've never wow. heard of that go for hundreds of millions of dollars. Bloomberg compound sand. I'm trying to read this piece and it's behind a paywall. Go to the BBC. I'm okay. I I got it up. Okay. Uh but the part of the conditions of the Allen estate Are that he eventually, like his basketball team, and even maybe the football team, has to sell, they have to sell his artwork, and they have to donate all the money to the charities. So what I've liked most about this post-death Paul Allen situation is that his sister steps in and is like, hey, I'm his sister. Yeah, I'm in here. And yet every condition in his estate basically tells us he didn't care about her. (laughs) (laughs) Like... If if, if if Dirt, if you died and your brother was a billionaire, same relationship, same everything, your brother's just a billionaire, mm-hmm. there is something that tells me he's probably leaving you the $150 million Van Gogh painting. Or like, hey, do with it what you want. Like, if yes. you want to sell it, go ahead and sell it. But right. there's not going to be a mandate that you're not allowed to hold on to this. There's not conditions of yeah. all the money needs to go to charity. There's not conditions of, hey, you got to sell the basketball team. I don't even care if you fall in love with it. Get out of it. I just, I love to follow this. And yesterday, Paul Allen's Art Estate. That is insane. Went up for auction, and he, yeah, he got 1.5 billion dollars from all of his art dealings that were uh, sold. God, how about this not being our lifestyle? I'm reading through this BBC piece. There's a little sentence in here that say, experts believe the super wealthy are viewing art as a safe investment amid a tumultuous global economy and Russia's war in Ukraine. <laughs> <laughs> you guys been investing your money in artwork? Have you been doing that lately? Let's pull it out of the stock market, invest it in some Van Goghs. I wish I did, because I actually, I do know art is super underrated good investment. Yeah, I'm sure that it is. It's one of those things, like, even if you told me crypto was a good investment, I'm not going to do it, because I don't get it, right. I don't understand it. Like, it, I'm sure people can make money off of it. Like, I, more power to you. I know the economy hasn't been great in a while. But at least
1: art. I have a physical thing. It is, well, it's I have tangible. a painting. I have a sculpture.
3: It's a tangible I a whatever. thing. I still don't know if I could invest in it though, because I just don't get it. But, like, okay, I so, don't. So, what if I, I showed a painting right here on our table uh, and it was a typical painting that goes for. You know, millions upon millions, but it's a picture you look at and you go, I, "I, it looks like a child did that. Yes. Right? Like some of these paintings, we don't have an artistic eye for it, so we see it and we go, let's like he just threw color on a canvas and people are marveling at it. Yes. But if I told you, you spend everything in your bank account for that painting, uh-huh. and it might be triple in three years or quadruple or five times or ten times, whatever that's kind of what art is now I'm sure I'm sure it is I don't think I I don't think I'd you wouldn't believe it you wouldn't believe it it's somebody. not that I wouldn't believe it I just I I I don't understand I can't wrap my head around it because it looks like a child painted half of these like there are two pictures in this article that that sold for I one of them sold for 149 million dollars yeah and I'm sure the historical uh by Surratt in 1888 like all right I get it that's an old painting like totally understand. I mean, it's a couple of naked women standing around. But I mean, yeah, look, you putting it, that up in your house? What am I? What am I doing with that? I think you can look Is that like at a that focal painting. piece. Am I walking in like, oh, hey? I well, I mean, eighteen eighty-eight. Do either of
1: you own like original artwork? No,
3: absolutely not. From my friend Mike. <laughs> hey Mike what up Mike and he painted the back to the future Nike shoe for me the background is the hoverboard colors See, oh I'm go talking about you give me that kind of art I'm putting that up in my house let's go Mike paint me something I paid him hundred dollars for that painting there you go I, I love that shoe I I have, actually I have it. An, original an
1: original Paxton.
3: an original Paxton yeah what did he paint uh it's a uh, dad a
1: stick figure <laughs> no it's right over the fireplace there. In the is condo- he a good art? We yes. joke, but is
3: he a good artist? Yes. Oh, so you have an original pack? I have an original pack. Look at you. Hold on to that. That could I'll be have worth to, a lot I'll, of money ta- I'll take a picture of it and yeah, I'll, uh, we need a photo. Of this. Tweet it out. God, I love that you haven't tweeted in two weeks, and your next (laughs) tweets is gonna be a piece of artwork from your kid. (laughs) Don't put any, don't put any like descriptor on it, too. Just tweet out the picture, and only people listening at 6.07 on a Thursday will understand why you're tweeting. There's so much context missing, but you just tweet it out and they'll be like, There you go. 25 of us together. Yeah! Yeah, that's sweet, man. That'll be around noon today. I think what you could what you can assess, though, is yeah, if I'm buying $149 million of a painting. Like that's hundred and forty nine million dollars. You are G D right, that's front and center piece of my entire house. Second of all, I'm not I'm not like disagreeing with you in the general sense of oh yeah, there's a painting, but it's like random naked they look like women, but one of them looks like it might... I can't tell, but one of them might be a dude. I don't know. I don't know what the pronouns of this person is. I don't but think they had pronouns in 1888. You're probably right. But whatever <laughs> this... They only had two pronouns back <laughs> then, that was it. That was it. Whatever this person is, man and or woman, I think you can acknowledge that's a pretty good painting. Like, sure, not a, we're not worth $149 million. <laughs> I don't know how many people can can, can do that painting. Like I I think you're underselling the ability of that painting. I could stop by Fred Meyer on my way home today and walk down the art aisle and find you five paintings that I'd rather hang in my house than that. I want you now to tweet five (laughs) random paintings. From Freddy's. <laughs> Freddy's has yeah, a great well, art selection. Now, we're not doing this again. We're not they doing this segment again. They have a great again. art selection. That's <laughs> yeah, all I'm I, saying. I, we got it. You got all yeah. your artwork from Ikea Freddy's. does, too. Ikea's got those big ones you put. I got the Portland Skyscape. Man, it's I great. Do like the, I do like the cityscape. Cityscapes Pictures, are great. Those yeah. are great. Give me a cityscape over three naked women. I'm proud of my no, city. I got some
1: uh, Coastal. My old neighbor is a photographer, so I have some of his of the coast. He yeah, you get some pic, photos of the coast. Like I got the, some of those up, the up in the big house. the Astoria. I love a good coast. Coastal photo. Oh, a good yeah. photo, oh man. my god. Sets
3: the tone for the whole room. I'd Give rather have that me. than three naked men or women. Give me a good stormy coastal photo. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm oh. fog rolling in at Depot Bay or something. <laughs> the funniest thing is is that somebody <laughs> like if you if somebody rich bought this and you somehow ended up at their house, you know this would be hanging in their main room as you walk in, and they would try and brag and I would not be impressed at all. Not at all. Not really. The amount of money, sure. Like that would tell me you are crazy, crazy rich if you could spend 150 million dollars on a painting. This is the highest price a Surratt paintings ever had. Just done. And- Does it wow. come with a bottle of wine too?
1: <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Somebody it's incredible what you're so <laughs> Dom Perignon corks right there. Is it for not you? a
3: fascinating look at, at a human being that how unimpressed he is by this whole thing? <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing. I don't get art and I don't get Man. fashion. Neither one. Did you? You probably didn't. I I can already tell by me asking this. Out. <laughs> the answer is no. Did you go to the Van Gogh thing when they had no, it at the? Uh, I did not. Convention. I center? heard it was really cool though. It. I did. It, so coincidentally, I went on my birthday last year, and it just happened to be going on at that time. I was like, hey, that would actually be kind yeah. of fun. It was. Man, Van Gogh paintings are something else. You don't feel anything when you look at a Van Gogh painting. <laughs> not really. No, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I mean, did he do the Starry Night one? Is the Starry Night one Van Gogh? Do I get my artist right? (laughs) Does that Van Gogh? If so, that's a pretty painting. That's a cool one. So I would do anything to have one of these Van Goghs in my house. (laughs) And my co-host would rather have a Portland bridge at Ikea that lights up. that You put batteries (laughs) in and it lights (laughs) up. Shout out to Fremont! Drove over that bridge my whole life, man. The Morrison with duck colors highlighted. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's what you would rather have. Somebody said, does the cityscape include all the tents? It does not. No, no. No, that was pre, pre-tent. No. I- Ikea sold those pre-2018. <laughs>
1: I would say I'm more of uh, photographs. Yes, like me too. Ansel Adams. I love black, you know, Nice Ansel Adams black and whites over. I'd take that any day. Painting. You no, give me I, a
3: I picture like, of yeah. something, yeah. I'd much rather hang that in my house than a, than a than a painting. Google Van Gogh paintings just and and put plural cuz I want multiples on there. I want yeah, you to scroll and a... just See if any of them look Vincent van Gogh. Because yeah. I will say it was an incredible experience going to that. That. that yeah. Hey, to he did to the do meeting. the Starry night. Look at me. Yeah. You yeah. Did, you I'm it. right up that alley. Yeah, good. good there's a, there's one of some flowers here. You want that what one? Is it some about like, blind squirrels and nuts. You want some dead sunflowers hanging in your <laughs> hanging in your foyer? Blind a, nuts and squirrels. That's a, that's a cool one. That's, a lot of flowers here. I got a, I got a meadow and a tree. What about War? I could see an
1: Andy Warhol hanging in your big old can of Campbell's soup up there.
3: <laughs> I'm just picturing Dirt with a, an elaborate amount of money, spending big money, and going, "Hey, uh, I got my dead flower photo. <laughs> yeah, check this out. huh? <laughs> hey, this one's a moon, man. You ever seen a painting of a moon? Uh. This is pretty cool." Yeah, 1.5 billion. I just there's got and there's got to be an aspect of Jody that it, this is eating her up,
1: Now right? was there I would imagine, was there yeah. a designation then for the proceeds of the auction where it was going is it going back it's, into a Seattle music project or something like that or uh, I it,
3: didn't see any specifics on the charities. Was I was it was just donated
1: know, to, you know, the Seattle
3: Art Museum or something like that. I, from what I've seen it's just it, it says charity. Oh, okay. It says all the proceeds from the charity, all the profit goes to charity. Like if you wanted me to spend a lot of money on historical things You gotta give me something other than paintings Like give me something that Like like, like a T-Rex skull Like, like a t-rex My structure. man, yes <laughs> Like memorabilia yes. stuff Like you give me like a guitar that Jimi Hendrix played I'll spend a lot of money to, to have that Even though I don't play guitars Like that's cool, that was a thing He's one of the greatest musicians of all time He played that guitar Like that to me is up my alley more so Than a painting of like three random women So like a Mickey Mantle glove Yes, I'll spend a lot of money on that. Right. That, that's where I'll irrationally spend my billions of dollars when I win the lottery someday, over art. Yeah. So I want my house to look a little bit of Van Gogh-ish. And then what was the name of the restaurant uh, in the uh, franchises that I think they've ceased to exist? There used to be one in Seattle where they had all the celebrity stuff. You remember this, where you'd go in there and there'd be uh, Hollywood something? I forget. It was a restaurant. It was a bar restaurant. Oh. So like a Hard Rock Cafe kind of thing? no well maybe it is hard rock i think it's hard rock is it hard rock
1: yeah that's all the movie star stuff
3: and it's you know if you walk in and it's got the full-on elvis outfit on a mannequin and it's like this was the elvis suit from his 1971 and that's what dirt's house would look like (laughs) just a bunch of merch i love it why would i buy a van Gogh? as a listener points out what i I could have a painting of dogs playing poker (laughs) (laughs) now that you wouldn't tell me art The creativity there, the dogs playing poker, what a great idea. Ansel Adams, F off. I got a trout that sings when you hit a button. (laughs) Take me to the river. Throw me in the water. Oh, boy. Well, uh... It's going to be a Thursday. Happy Thursday. Yeah,
1: I'm a bit rummy, so...
3: Yeah, you got games going on now, and my (laughs) first sign of that is when you put yourself in the open, which I just... It's delightful. I do a radio show for three hours, and I get out of here, and I'm not kidding. I have somebody text me something, and I go, what are you talking about? And they'll go, remember what you said? And I'll go, no. I didn't remember that until you told it me right now. And you somehow, in the middle of your play-by-play, one of the hardest sports to call play-by-play, by by the way, you somehow go, three minutes Ten seconds in the second quarter, pulling that cut for the open tomorrow. <laughs> it's, a, it's a gift unlike any other, man. It's an incredible Well, gift. it
1: wasn't exactly a jam-packed night of sports after the Blazer game last night.
3: Yeah, there wasn't much going on so last night. So, had it been
1: tonight, we got NFL games, we got a Blazers again, probably. But when it's a light night, otherwise, there's nothing too significant going on. I can, I can sneak one in there. Fortunately, the K-Show uh, had a uh, nice uh, alley-oop hammer dunk. Is the uh,
3: If the weather's good, I actually think Thursday Night Football is going to be amazing. Oh. this Their last game was probably it the was best game great of the game. season. Yeah. Can, can you name? Honestly, I'm not saying the stakes are involved here. I'm just talking about the football and the game. Can you name a better game than when the Panthers played at the Falcons a couple of weeks ago and DJ Moore ripped his helmet off? Can you name me a better game?
1: Not off the top of my head. I don't head. think
3: I can either. Broncos, Colts, Thursday Night Football. Yeah. 12-9. Yay. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, we got Thursday Night Football. We got Blazers to talk about. I, I think what we'll do is we'll start there. We'll start with the Blazers. We'll start our tradition that we took from somebody on Twitter, and we'll give proper credit. Uh, we got Bill Orm at 830. That's going to be our ticker guest today. I text him for 730. He responded, you are an absolute madman. <laughs> And I said, what about 8.30? He said, delightful. Okay, let's do it. I said, that's 60 minutes, man. It makes does, he
1: have, does he have little ones? He's got little ones.
3: Okay. I, I think, yeah, he's uh, very similar. We tease Stuart Mandel. We had a schedule snafu. Um, so we're working to uh, get Stuart Mandel back on the program. But it's a loaded show, a lot to get to. Dirt and Spray, good to be with you this Thursday morning. Let's talk Blazers next on The Fan.
5: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news,
0: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
2: It's This
3: is all of us, every time the Blazers win. It's just a jam, is it not? Kevin Dew tweeted this on Twitter, and I think he tweets it after every win, and I love the tradition. The first one came like five minutes into the opening quarter of the season, and I don't know if I've laughed harder on Twitter in the last six months than when I, because they got off to a great start in Game One, and it was like all of Rip City five minutes into the season, ready to celebrate their Blazers, and I was like, "This is so spot on, man." This is uh, this is a game I largely missed. I have to admit, I, I missed this game yesterday. I caught some of it, uh, of our old co-worker Demers on the call. Yeah, you had the anniversary festivities yesterday. I did, yeah. Our anniversary was the 8th. We didn't have anything planned. We had tattoo appointments on the 9th, and then the funny story is I went down to get my tattoo, and when you get a tattoo, you get you kind of hype yourself up, right? You got to get yourself in the right mind mentality, and uh, I ended up not getting a tattoo. <laughs> Your wife got one, though. She got one. She got a a tattoo. But what I wanted didn't really work. And so me and the artist talked about it. Next Wednesday, I I will get a a tattoo Uh, uh, in the right spot. But um, I only caught this. And I know Shaden had a career high last night, 17 points. Yeah, Dame kind of went nuts in the third. They had a big run. They closed the third on a 24-7 run. And they covered the number, which great teams do. And they're 8-3, and three, which is what great teams do. 5-1 and one on the road. I, I have a lot of questions about what <laughs> this team is or is going to be. I don't know how much to conclude with stats because so many stats favor them. Like their turnover numbers are a problem, but their defensive numbers are amazing. Mm-hmm. Is there a give and take there where they get better in one and a little worse in the other? Is Nazir little basically as good as gone? Yeah, it feels like he's kind of a missing link in in all of this rotation. Especially, I mean, one of the bigger uh, things from last night was the way Jabari Walker played. Yes. And how good he looked. And, you know, knocking down a three. He just, he seems to be such a smart, cerebral basketball player that he knows where to be. He knows where the open man is. He can finish at the rim. He had a nice kind of up and under uh, layup that he had at one point when he attacked the hoop. So, I think having that extra piece in a similar position of Nasir Little... I I am. You're. You're just going to run out of minutes, which is a great problem to have. You want all these young guys that you can play, but when they become assets and potentially there's a more of an all-in move at the deadline because of the direction things are going, that's a good place to be, that I think NBA teams would, would want a piece like Nazir Little because he's young, he's freak a uh, freak athlete, and he's on a super affordable contract over the next four years. Well, I saw Fentress ask Chauncey if uh, Colorado players are smarter, and he, he basically just laughed and was like, yep, absolutely. I would have taken him seventh if Shaden wasn't there. <laughs> Colorado <laughs> players, baby. <laughs> well, they. I mean, they Colorado players are actually – they got a good little reputation for themselves. Underrated college basketball program with yep. Tad Boyle there. But um, Shaden Sharp was a plus 30 last night. He's tied for the <laughs> highest plus minus as a rookie. He's no, he's tied number one in all of the rookie class. And look, we'll pull a cut here because I'm still not 100% sure I could identify his voice in a lineup. I'm not kidding. He's a quiet kid. He's 19 years old. I think he's still trying to feel comfortable the way kind of Ant was when he got in the league.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, but he scores 17 last night. He has incredible plays. Has a couple dunks. Has one play where he's looking at somebody in the air, and and as he's descending down, still is able to shoot it and bank it in the back off the backboard. Amazing shot. He has a career high. When do we start to talk about what? what he is or or what we think he is going to be. I jokingly give him the moniker Baby Colby. Somebody told me on Twitter last night that Kevin Calabro on the call gave him the nickname The Alien. The Alien... Well, am I wrong? Somebody had tweeted that he had said that. Like, he had one of his dunks. He was like, hey, he's, uh, he's hovering. He's the alien or something. I did something. not pay close enough attention okay. to catch the nickname. Well, maybe that was just a, didn't actually happen. I'm so, okay with alien. Is there another alien in the NBA? Like, that's the tough part with nicknames at this point is you've got to find a unique one. I don't know if I like the alien. I, I think I like... I've got to try it on and see how it fits for a while. Ah, oh, yeah. Nicknames are so tough, man. It's not easy to do. Like, how many nicknames actually stick that you hate? It's not often, right? Not, not many, no. It's usually guys that give themselves their own nickname, like Kevin Durant, who hasn't had a great nickname, and he ran away from it. The Slim Reapers and the Durantula. Are Two like, elite like, nicknames are <laughs> of all time, and he just said, no. <laughs> no. I'm KD. I'm KD, man. <laughs> uh, Kobe gave himself the Black Mamba moniker to rebrand himself after the Colorado incident. Yeah. LeBron gave himself the chosen one and King James. (laughs) Over two. Oh, and that one for LeBron? Yeah, I mean, just, uh, that's a little... James is a pretty, I mean... It's a little pretentious, just a hair pretentious. He he is probably the most pretentious athlete of all time. And that's why I I laugh, I chuckle at that nickname. Jay Billis was on ESPN when he was 16 years old saying, this kid's already better than Tracy (laughs) McCrady. I'd probably be pretentious too, to be honest with you. Oh, I don't blame him for being pretentious. I just, I chuckle at giving yourself the nickname King or Chosen One. Well, but like, honestly, how good do you think he can be? I mean, I think the sky's the limit. The fact that he's able to already play significant minutes and not be a liability on the floor after not playing basketball for an entire year competitively outside of practices at Kentucky, and then what, what, did he play one summer league game? That's not even really competitive basketball. Six minutes. Six minutes, and he gets hurt. The sky's the limit on how, how good he can be. I think you always knew with him... Uh, it's almost like when you draft a quarterback, right? It's like all the physical tools for Shaden Sharp are there. He's a freak athlete. He can jump out of the gym. He's already shown that number a number of times. Vince Carter has given him a lot of credit on ESPN for his ability to dunk. Like, all of the physical traits were there. It was a question of, as an 18-, 19-year-old kid, can the game slow down to you? Can you take a deep breath when you're out there? Can you make the right play? Can you make the extra pass? Can you hang one-on-one defensively? Are you smart enough to communicate and switch on that side of the floor? and so far he is he has shown all of that and as long as he continues to get i mean he played 30 minutes last night and so as long as he's he's trending in this direction he's only going to get more minutes and i it's hard for me to believe a player that many projected if he had returned to college basketball, had a chance to be, now not anymore because of Victor and how that is an alien, uh, but a guy that was in the conversation for one of the top picks in the NBA draft next year, like he's only going to get better. Now what's the ceiling? Nobody's going to know that for another three or four years probably, but the fact that he's already a rotation player and he's already contributing 17 points, 7 to 10, a plus 30, and a win on the road in Charlotte when you started the third quarter as an absolute uh, uh, skunk and you couldn't score a bucket, I'm, I'm, I'm getting really excited about where this is going. Well, you're not giving me what I want. I'm, a, I'm a, We're 11 games in. I I'm want, not giving you a take of what he's going I to do. I want you to tell player. me, do you see All-Star? Do you see All-NBA? Oh, I do see All-Star see... for sure, yeah. I, I think he could turn you into You see All-Star star for sure. For sure. Wow. Yeah, I mean, he has the ability to do it. Willie, I don't know, but he has the ability to do it. Yeah, you're hedging. I don't want you to hedge. All right, what's he going to be, Sprague? <laughs> he's going to be a seven-time NBA All-Star. He's going to play for nine seasons here in Portland. Why is he leaving? Well, every player leaves. I mean, how many Damian Lillards do you think exist in the world? Let's be real honest with each other here. Nine great seasons, probably two NBA championships, and potentially a finals MVP. 11 games in. There you go. There you go. 17 points last night's led me to that opinion. It was great, man. It was a great uh, moment in the third quarter when Charlotte, Portland was sleepwalking through that game at times. Uh, it felt like early on. Charlotte came out and built a 12-point lead. It was like 72-60 to 60 early in the third. Chauncey had to call a couple of timeouts. And after that, uh, Dame came up. It just took over. And it was the reminder of, oh, that's right. We we got that guy again. And he he was on the floor with Shaden Sharp, Jabari Walker, I want to say Trenton Wadford, and Josh Hart. At the time. And he just took over the game, and they went on like an 18-2 to run. And all of a sudden, a 12-point deficit turned into a 4-point lead. And you're like, ah, that's yeah. it's good to have that guy back. Tough back-to-back. Got Pelicans tonight. Bring it on. That's going to be a tough one, but they're doing really good on this road trip so far. And they beat Charlotte last night by 10. Shaden Sharp, a career-high 17 points. All right, coming up next, our Pac-12 picks against the spread. Give me an update where our records are and where we're thinking this weekend in the Pac-12. That's next.
4: Selling a little or a lot.
2: Put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
3: All right, the text line's back up. 503-250-1080. You can text all your thoughts there. But uh, we got a, we got a lot to get to today. And uh, we need to get to our pac picks against the spread. We do it every Thursday. I did not have a good weekend. I had my first, like, really, truly awful, god-awful weekend. Luckily for me, the one game I hit was the one game I put in Sprig line. <laughs> no, you hit two. Oh, uh, did I? Okay, well, what, two. what were our records, how did we fair? Uh, Because UCLA held on by the hair of their chinny chin 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 chin. <laughs> oh, okay. that
2: was a close talk I couldn't from. remember who I picked for that. After
3: one. all the comments last week, they were up by like 30. We had somebody tweeting us, see, you guys at UCLA. And then all of a sudden I looked, I was like, wait a minute, it's a seven point game. They ended up covering them. Uh, So you went Sprager two and four. Yeah. I think your first below 500 a week, maybe all year. Uh, I was four and two. Jason Swigard five and one. Aye. Five and one. How'd uh, you do in Spragging Line?
1: Uh, one and two.
3: We all whiffed on Arizona. Uh, swag was the only one that took Washington State. Yeah, how about that? I couldn't have been more wrong on a game all year. Yep. When I've been wrong on games, I'm like crazy wrong yeah, on They hung games. 50 on them at like the half. Yeah. How does that happen? Anybody watch that game? Because I didn't watch it. At what point are you?
1: we going to understand Stanford's team's? I mean,
3: yeah, I mean, well, but Washington They beat, State. beat Notre Dame. I mean,
1: yeah, they beat Notre Dame two, three Didn't weeks And they ago. beat Notre
3: Dame in Notre Dame. Yes, yeah, they did. what does that
1: say about Clemson?
3: <laughs> <That> Clemson <laughs> sucks. Uh, Swag and I hit on Colorado. You took, uh, excuse me, Oregon. You yeah. took Colorado. We all three took UCLA. Uh, Swag and I hit on Cal covering the number. You took USC. And then uh, we all three took Oregon State. And Oregon State, by the hair of their chin-chin-chin, yep. covered that number. So, hey, uh, quickly, season standings break 44, 26-1. I am 39, 31 and 1. And swag with a good week and get back above 534 34, 36 and 1. All right, let's start Friday. Colorado 630 kick FS1 at the Coliseum USC. 34 point favorites over the Buffs. Where are we going? I mean, they're going to win. They're going to win easily, but I, no. I haven't seen USC win, cover a spread in a long time. It's It's been a while. they got
1: to be one of the worst Pac 12 teams against the number this season.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I think they covered a couple There's, of them early on, but outside of that. I mean, I
1: mean, teams that can't score put up numbers against them. Would Cal have 24 or something? Cal scored like 37 in that game. I mean, Arizona, yeah. 35. They're not covering 34. again. I We know Colorado stinks, but no. Even if that means, I mean, Oregon State held them to nine. And that's about as good as anybody's pummeled them all season.
3: Some of that stuff, too, was Colorado's self-inflicted wounds and yeah. drops, and they had some open guys they just didn't hit. USC is 5-4 and four against the spread. How many of those came early? Because I know they covered against Rice. They covered against Fresno, I think. They covered Rice. They covered Stanford. Stanford. They covered yeah. Fresno. Yes. They lost Oregon State, lost Arizona State, one Washington State, yeah, one right. Utah. That's right, because they were a dog at Utah. And then lost Arizona and Cal. Yeah. So they're kind of back. They're not covering 34 or whatever it is. All right, I'll take the Buffs plus 34 as well. That's a lot of points. Let's go Buffs, baby! All right, we roll on here. Pac-12 picks against the spread, and uh, we go Cal. No, actually, I'll start. I'll leave that game a little bit. Arizona at UCLA. This is a 7:30 kick on Fox. UCLA is a 19-and-a-half-point favorite. Interesting line. That is a big number. UCLA flirted with it last week. Uh, I think part of that was the fact that they were on the road. I think UCLA this year has shown they're a much better team at home than they are on the road. This game is at home. And I think they want to make sure they're sharp going into the U- USC game next weekend. And so I'm going to take U- uh, UCLA. I think I-, I trust them more. Outside of Oregon, I trust UCLA the most of anybody in this conference right now. I think they can win this game 42 21 49 28, something like that. They cover the number. Give UCLA. Yeah,
1: I think UCLA is recognizing now what they have to play for. The path is right in front of them. Still a lot. So I think they come out all business serious about this one and put it on them.
3: Gentlemen, what's Arizona's biggest weakness? Defense. defense. And what part of the defense are they awful in? All of it. All Run of the it. Oh, Run defense. Yes. UCLA can run for 500 yards in this game. They'll VTR the can clock. run for 200 by himself. And uh, I think they're going to run all over Arizona. Arizona doesn't keep up in one possession. They could very quickly be down four scores. UCLA's defense is is it's good, and Arizona's not good. I will take UCLA minus the 19 and a half. Stanford at Utah, a game I will probably not watch one second of. 7 o'clock yeah. kick ESPN. Utah, 24-point favorites. Golly, this is the moment. Just watch. The moment we're all going to scream, Utah, because Stanford sucks, and they played horrible last week, and they're going to find a way to be competitive this week. Uh, it's in Salt Lake City. It is senior day for Utah, and so it's their last home game of the year. They're at Oregon next week, I'm assuming, then at Colorado. I think that's the rivalry game in the last week of the season. Uh, so last home game, I think Utah gets it rolling, and I just I cannot trust Stanford after what I saw last week. Give me the youth
0: Today I'm laying the big wood. Okay. That's
3: easy. Simple. Um, it feels like a push, to, this feels like a push number. Very well could be. Which makes me kind of want to take points. No. I, well, here's my only concern. Stanford's hosed me twice when I had that. Well, that's Not. bad timing by you. You should take taken them against Notre Dame. Um, <laughs> On the money line. God, that would have been a good payout. Would have been a great payout. Utah's up big. They pull starters. Like, that's the level of concern here when you're covering this kind of number. It Stanford sucks. I'll take Utah minus 24. <laughs> watch watch Stanford find a way to, like, push this game to the brink and Utah wins 21-17. Uh, yeah. Well, also, what, what's rising status? We, you'll find out on Saturday. I love not knowing. It's senior night, and they were like, is he going to participate? What's happening? They're like, oh, you'll find out. Cool. All right. Arizona State at Washington State, 12-30 kick, Pac-12 Network. Cougs are eight-point favorites. Yeah, to me, this is a bit of an overreaction to one game. Washington State, I have not known how to feel about them all year. After the Oregon game, I thought, that's a really good team. And then they didn't really play like that for a couple of subsequent weeks. Uh, Obviously, they blew out Stanford last week. I think a lot of that has to do with where where Stanford is at right now as a program. I think Washington State wins this game, but ASU's been feisty the last couple of weeks. They're hanging around with teams. Their backup quarterback's slinging it around. I think they can keep this within a touchdown, and I'm going to take ASU with the points.
1: I will take the Cougs. I don't think Arizona wants to be on the police when it's going to be like 38 degrees at kickoff, clear and cold. Uh, I think the Cougs, after last week, got, found something. that They're getting back to what Cameron Ward was supposed to be in that offense, and I think they run away late.
3: Yeah, the weather is the factor for me here. 39 degrees on Saturday. I've seen ASU play at Oregon State in rain. They they, They do not. They hate it. I'm telling you, I stood next to those players. They hate that weather. They cannot put enough layers on. And I will be taking Washington State minus the eight here against (laughs) ASU. What? I just love it. I love the theories we come up with. Oh, they're ridiculous! Yeah, Cal at Oregon State. I am nervous as all hell. Six o'clock kick. Pac-12 Network. Oregon State. Way too many points. Fourteen point favorite. I mean, you you just answered it for me. It's way too many points. That's a lot of um, points, man. I think Oregon State's going to win this game. I, I like their ability to do that. But Cal, Cal's shown a little life. I, laugh at you want. I mean, they didn't cover against Oregon, but that game was competitive in the first half at home. They they pushed USC kind of to the brink last week. And I think they have the defense that at times can be a little feisty and bottle up Oregon State and what they're trying to do. Offensively, I still don't know if I trust them, especially against a better defense than Oregon State. But a 14-point spread for a team that wants to run the football and play defense is a big number to cover. And I'm going to take Cal plus the 14. Until the Beavs can consistently find
1: ways to put the ball in the end zone when they get in the red zone, they're not covering two
3: touchdown spreads against good defensive teams. Overrunners forty nine. I would hammer the under if I could legally, on my sports app. Uh, I'm taking Cal plus fourteen here. That's a push number. Oregon State wins by ten. I won't be surprised. I just. I think you're happy with a push number. You win this game 28-14. 28-14. Oh, yeah, they You're, push. Yeah. I'm, I'm ecstatic. I, I'm telling yeah, you, if they great win great by 10, I'll be happy. Like, just win by you two Win scores. this game.
1: Just This is a game It's like, just win this game. It's a
3: tricky game because they can run the football, and I'm worried about Wilcox getting ready for Ben Gobranson. That doesn't uh, it doesn't leave me very inspired on the Oregon State side. I'll take Cal plus a 14. Finally, Washington at Oregon. ha, 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 four o'clock kick. Fox, Marcus Maserati. <laughs> Remember when he tried to sell us that nickname? I do, oh. yeah. That wasn't a very good one. Uh, Oregon is a 13 and a half point favorite. I love that the line has trickled down below 14. Over 14 scares me a little bit. Under 14, all day, baby. Two-tuddy win. Give me the Ducks.
1: I think the Ducks are uh, going to announce their presence with some authority here. This is a big one for everybody. But that Washington defense, the Beavs could have hung a huge number on Washington had they converted in the red zone. I think the Ducks are able to convert in the red zone.
3: Or just hit open receivers down the field that they had throughout the course of the night.
1: I think Washington is scrambling all the time, and uh, I think the Ducks defense will take advantage of some interception opportunities late in the game.
3: Washington's also not been a very good road team. No, they have not. No, no. Uh, Oregon's doing something at practice that I want to talk about with Dirt because I think it's right in Dirt's wheelhouse. <laughs> I'm 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 so torn on this pick. It's a lot of points in a rivalry game. It is a lot of points in a rivalry game. I mean, would you be shocked if Oregon only won by ten? No, I wouldn't be shocked. And plus is Oregon just gonna are they just gonna play this level the rest of the year, every game? <laughs> is that where we're at right now? Maybe. Dirt, At what point is so will we recognize George, that
1: Georgia game was just the outlier of the no, season? No, I mean we know dirt, it is dirt. now,
3: but like the level of play that they're playing is—is is that sustainable? It's just like top three in the country level. As long as Bo Nix stays healthy, man, Washington's defense. Who sucks. Thought we'd
1: be saying that this season. I know. As long as Bo stays
3: healthy, <laughs> I'll do this. I'll give you the Sprague, uh, the Sprague bump here. I'll take the Huskies plus thirteen and a half. There you go. Okay just to be different. There's our Pac-12 picks against the spread. We do them every Thursday at 6.30. All right, 6.45. We got a lot more to get into. Dirt and Sprague back with more on 1080
2: The Fan. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor, you are a fighter, and Medella is your reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports Chicago, Illinois.
3: I enjoy more than swag telling us during the commercial break. I've reversed my opinion on daylight savings time. <laughs> Scrap it. Stay fall back. Yeah. So we passed that actually as a state. I was reading up about this the other day because I'd forgotten. So we pa- Oregon and Washington have both passed it. Yeah. We don't. We don't. No longer observe it. However, however, we have to because California does. So until California gets on board, and then even once California says yes, you still have to take it to Congress.
1: Yeah, uh, what I understood was all three states were on board, but it's...
3: California has not technically passed any legislation yet. Oh, I thought the
1: House, uh, no, the, was it the U.S. Senate passed it or okayed it, and the House can't get it to a vote. That's what I read.
3: It could be something like that. But from what I understood, it was that California had voiced support for it, but it had to pass both bodies of their legislature. And until they do... We're all, we're all in cahoots on the West Coast. Falling back is the it's it's the preferable one. I mean, yeah. that's not even a contest. Well, in the summertime me. when it's
1: hot and if we have global warming, wouldn't you want the sun to go down an hour earlier and start cooling off?
3: Well, I love that Swag says that and now. You get a
1: 515 tee time. That's right there. That was actually the big
3: selling point for him is, and we get earlier tee times? Early morning golf, baby. Uh, that is true. Uh, we have a lot to get to uh, today. We got Bill Orm at 830. So uh, we'll bump the ticker an hour back from 7.30 to 8.30. Geno Smith, Russell Wilson, and Pete Carroll are stuck in a lover's quarrel. Wow, this beef won't die. It just won't. It won't go away. And when- I don't
1: know if it's getting annoying or it's still entertaining. Both. Is that possible? Like, Maybe. Is, the, is the
3: crystal ball Oregon stuff entertaining for non-Oregon fans? Do you care about that at all? I'll I don't tell you think there's Oregon... a
1: narrative to it nationally. We're no. the only ones out here that sure, are reveling in his misery. Yeah,
3: the NFL's a bigger deal, that's for sure. As a Beaver fan, I miss him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't blame you. I'd actually, I would bet a sizable bet on the the game at the end of the year if he was the current coach. Yeah, I don't blame you there either. Because I think they would absolutely like, lose, I... and there would be no Bo Nix, and it'd be Anthony Brown 2.0, but yeah. hey, my name's Jay Butterfield. Yeah. I like long walks on the beach, and I like losing by 13 points. That's kind of what I think what would happen. But now you got a real coach and a coaching staff, and I'm like, God, just. Oregon last year was this year's Clemson, except they had a win over Ohio State that propped them up. But outside of one game, there was never a moment you watched that team and thought, that's a top-five team in the country. Like your yeah. the the box score and the final score was lying to you because if you watched the game, your eyes did not lie to you. I mean, that's also you hate to say this, but like that's also if those two teams played four weeks later, Ohio State's probably boat racing them because CJ that was CJ Shroud's like second game of his yeah. entire career. Yeah, and they played no they played Minnesota or something like yeah. that in week one, and that was week two. Yeah. They punched him in the mouth at the line of scrimmage and they found a way to win. I'm with you. You play him later in the year, you're not winning that game. Uh I asked this question last night on a poll question. We'll get to uh what Oregon is doing this week, which I know dirt. Is just, oh, my God, dirt couldn't love something more. (laughs) I put this poll question up last night. The Pac-12 has quite the little streak going of not making the playoff. Would you guys wage a sizable wager on the Pac-12 breaking their streak and making the playoff? You have three teams right now. UCLA, USC, and Oregon are your three teams, all three with one loss, all three with the possibility of running the table. Mm -hmm. Would you wager the Pac-12 gets in the playoff this year? I would not. I would not make a sizable wager. No. Because of two reasons. One is, it, I mean, it just hasn't happened in a long time. What What was the Jim Irsay quote? I got to see it to believe it or believe it to see it or whatever. You know it when you see it. You know it when you see you it. You don't see what you're... Your eyes aren't telling you playoff? I, I think Oregon is the best argument. I don't trust USC's defense enough to win out. I think there's a good chance they they lose to UCLA. Uh, but one of those two teams will be eliminated next week. Mm-hmm. If Oregon loses to Utah next week, they're also eliminated from this conversation because they'd be a two-loss team. So, yeah, you guys are all one game away right. from not you're, being are You're going to have to have somebody go perfect. And the other thought that's, like, in the back of my mind, because we were just joking in the last segment, I mean, I'm, I'm taking Oregon to cover the number. I do think they win because I don't think Washington's defense is good enough to beat them this weekend. But the, the thought in the back of my mind is still that we have not – we've never seen a team go 9-0 and in Pac-12 play. Never. Never. And, I like, that's lingering there. Isn't it and, destined to happen at some point? At no, some I mean, point it is destined to happen. Yeah. And Oregon is playing as good as anybody in the country right now. Like, I don't deny that. Cocky Dirt is as confident as he's been in quite some time. Oregon's got an offense again. Like – like, you know how Blazer fans feel about the Blazers? Like, hey, they're fun to watch. Oregon's fun again. Like, they're they're scoring points. They got some swagger to them. Like, I, this is as, as excited as I've been in a long time. But that history is in the back of my mind. And so, I just for that reason, I'm saying no. Because Utah could trip up Oregon. That's a, I mean, that's a really tough opponent matchup. And then if you get to the Pac-12 championship game, I'm imagining you're going to be rematching against UCLA. You're not going to have the home crowd. It's not going to be at Autzen Stadium. And it's really hard to beat a team twice in the same year. Let alone in the span of two months. And UCLA is an incredibly talented team. Utah did it last year. Well, yeah, they did. They did. <laughs> they did do it, and they did it in a resounding, resounding fashion. Twice in three weeks. So you guys are just betting against the history of this conference more yeah. so than saying this year feels different. UCLA is legit. USC, for me, I think people think they're good, but I think a lot of their thing is yeah. health. If they're healthy, then sure. They also have beaten anybody, man. I, I know, but like I we, still we think... can acknowledge they're banged up if they're healthy. They're, oh, right they're, now they are, yeah. They're a terrifying team, and and Oregon is playing almost as well as anybody outside yeah. of the state of Georgia. So I
1: still think there's too many dominoes that have to fall for the Pac-12 to get a team in. Really? Yeah, you need
3: help, too. Yeah, yeah, TCU camp went out. The Tennessee conundrum is going to be I there. I think Ohio State and Michigan is going to cancel one of them out. Yeah, I hope one so. of those
1: are gone. I still think two SEC teams are going to be right there. Uh, TCU's the big one. That domino needs – Texas needs – everybody in this state should be rooting for Sark and Hook'em Horns
3: this week. You need to get them out of there. The only, the only way the SEC is lingering is if Georgia loses. And I don't think Georgia's losing. Oh, and that's where I disagree with you. I I don't think Tennessee's out of it by any stretch of the imagination. Well, but hear me out here. Well, Tennessee might not be completely out, but what I mean is Swag is saying the hoops that have to go down for you to jump them. Oregon is six. We're just going to go with the highest-ranked team. Oregon's six. Mm-hmm. If Georgia wins out, Ohio State Michigan's going to cancel one of the other out. Yep. I, I, cur- I personally don't think T.C. will go undefeated. I don't either. But Maybe they I'm still wrong. Still
1: have to lose yeah, that game. They do somewhere. have to lose. They're at Texas,
3: at Baylor, home against Iowa State, and then a potential and then a Big Twelve championship. If Tennessee
1: 12 championship. rolls their last three opponents. Like they're not they, going they, will.
3: they 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 will because those opponents are are not good. It's yeah. like Missouri and South Carolina. I don't
1: think that committee, even if Oregon. Has nice victories over ranked opponents out, and has a big Pac twelve and wins twelve in T- a row. Tennessee
3: will not be ahead of or. If you told me right now, I think they Tennessee will and Oregon win out. Except win out for Oregon means conference championship right. and one loss. Tennessee might get in, but they will be the four seed. They'll replay Georgia and Oregon. Would either Michigan State. Or Michigan, excuse me, or Ohio State. Oregon will be ahead of Tennessee if that happens. I will bet you right now. I'll bet you a steak dinner. (laughs) Ooh, a steak dinner. Because it's a conference championship. It's a conference championship game appearance, and it's one loss.
1: I think that. And both of them lost by double digits to Georgia. When they get down to it, and they put those two together, and they put. The same opponent together. I think there is going to be wins. a lot of those, a lot of people in that room that have a hard time. You think
3: Tennessee yeah. will really be ranked ahead yep. of Oregon, even if Oregon? If runs it the comes table. down to yeah. those two for wow. the four spot, I, I think you. I am not right. as emphatic as Swag is, yeah. but you are poo-pooing the idea, and I you can't poo-poo the idea. It's the SEC, and it's the College Football Playoff Committee. They have a boner and a fetish for the SEC. But it is my idea. Let me poo-poo my <laughs> idea. They, I mean, the only team to ever make the playoff and not win a division or conference it's came Alabama. from yeah. what conference? The SEC. They, exactly. Yeah. You're right. All right, a uh, lot to get to in hour number two. We may carry this over a little bit. What do you think? Would, would you wager the Pac-12 to break their playoff streak right now, three weeks left in the season, or do you think they're going to do the Pac-12 thing where they throw up all over themselves and – stub their toe and and screw the whole thing up. Loaded second hour, a lot to discuss, and we'll talk Oregon, Oregon State as well. Hour number two, Dirt and Spraying.
5: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget.